Episode number 83. On today's show, Simone triumphs over the Sunday sad. Steffi encounters her stalker yet again. And Glenn Beck outdoes himself on the douche wagon front. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? Um, I'm coming off of the National Day of Unplugging, which was yesterday. Or no, it was Saturday. I'm still coming off right. it because we decided to observe it, and I kind of loved it. Really? <laughs> Isn't that weird? I kind of heard about it, and I thought knew, heard it was coming, and I, I, I kind of didn't really enter my consciousness. I guess I wasn't plugged in enough to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> well, that means that you didn't really need to do it if you weren't plugged enough to even really know about it. So. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Um, I had I'd heard about it kind of peripherally, like you were just saying, but then and I hadn't thought that I would take it seriously until Carrie emailed me, listener Carrie, and she said that she was going to observe it from sundown to sundown um, uh-huh. Friday, kind of Jewish style. Like her dad is yeah. Jewish, so she's half. So she's like, I'll do it kind of like like how they observe the Sabbath, you know, sundown yeah, Friday yeah. to sundown Saturday. I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. And um, I'm like, this this would be a great thing for us to do as a family. You know, our kids need to do it. They have their little Kindle fires, and, you know, they're totally addicted to computer games and TV. So, you know, they're not going to like this, but it'll be good for them. So um, I went to bed early that night, and then I woke up before the sun came up and watched some old episodes of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> Which I had totally forgotten about, but it's on Netflix now. So I was watching that until the sun came up, and I'm like, okay. Um, I'm going to go to the gym now, and by then the kids were up, and they're like, you can't use the treadmill because that's electric. You're cheating, Mom. And then I'm like, I have to download this podcast to listen to. They're like, you can't use the computer at all. And I'm like, it's just to get a podcast on it because my phone isn't loading. The internet's slow. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, we had this big kerfuffle, and I think I cheated by using the computer to put a podcast on my phone. But Were you cheating by using the... The, the thing to listen to a podcast in the first place? Uh, I could, you know, we, we talked about that, and I'm like, I think the main, you know, what's more old school than running, you know? Like, and, and if I'm yes. going to be listening to something to keep me on the treadmill, then that seems like it's okay. Like, it's not the same as, like, zoning out, you know, in front of TV, oh, and, you know? This is so one day. Yeah, we were talking about, um, oh, no, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> um, Sorry, this we were is pretty pathetic about, as I hear it, but go on. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> It's pretty pathetic as I hear it that you couldn't even run on a treadmill for one day without something on. Oh God, no! Like to try to do four miles on the treadmill without like I can I'm I could I could do it for like two miles and then when it starts to get really hard I'm just like uh uh-uh. uh this is like I just want to stop it and get off and be so easy at this point and it's like a total yep. struggle so yeah <laughs> I mean oh, I, I ran. Yeah, I when I ran the marathon, I even had my Walkman. This was in '96. So I had my Walkman with me for that. Like I, yeah. I, it's totally my morphine. But um, so we told the kids that they couldn't do any, you know, computer or TV, or their Kindles. And so 
Um, they honored it and we gave them a break from noon to one. They could go on just because, you know, it was cold turkey and we would give them something to look forward to to kind of break up the day. And um, they they totally balked and kicked and fussed, but then they did like really creative, awesome things. Like we sent them to their rooms and they emerged with like these projects and they each wrote a letter to Michelle Obama because they're like, I, I know that Michelle Obama is behind this. She wants to ruin all our fun. She wants to make us exercise and eat vegetables. And I'm like, why don't you write her a letter? And they're like, okay. <laughs> So I put those letters on Facebook. They're pretty hilarious. I'm going to mail them. But um, yeah. I think it was really good. Like, it felt really good because I actually read books. And um, and Carrie was talking about how she noticed that she got tired way earlier. And she realized yeah. that she had been using TV just to kind of, you know, it's just something she did. But it kept her from realizing that she was tired when she went to bed. But since we're in the habit of watching TV at night. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, um... Like, were you allowed to listen to any music, for example? Or yes. you were allowed to listen to music? Yes, because okay. what I wanted to do was um, get away from TV and computer and phones. So that's right. what we oh, banned. Yeah. And, yeah. So you didn't use your phone at all? No. That's Like, good. I left it at home when we went places and everything. And then I'm yeah. like, David, take a picture of that, because he had it on him. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to use my phone on, on unplugging day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about the regular camera, like the big camera? Can no, I never get that out. I, I kind of hate it now. I'm mad that I ever spent money on that big fancy camera. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we never would, use it anymore. Yeah, I would too. Mine's been broken. That's why I haven't used mine. I have to get it repaired before the baby's born. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, well, good job. Good job for trying. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know one time we said, let's stop using the internet after 7 p.m. Oh, I remember and that. I, yeah, and I think we did it for one day. Yeah. <laughs> so bad, but I actually haven't been on it that much. But I think it's because I'm on my phone all the time. So you think I'm? I think oh, yes. I'm not on the computer all the time. It's like no, because you're just dicking around on your phone. But because I don't like to do most stuff on my phone, you know, I'd rather do it on the computer. I just don't end up doing as much stuff in general on it. So I uh -huh. think that's kind of good. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm and still you don't have on Facebook it. on your phone still. Exactly. Still, so I got my phone. Yeah, I guess it's been my entire pregnancy because I got the phone the week before I knew I was pregnant back in like October, I think, or September. So yeah, back in September, and I haven't put Facebook on the phone still. So yeah, I'm doing great with that. So that's yay. Good. Yeah, give me Good a baby up. update. Oh yeah, so my baby the time update of the show is for that. The baby update. So the baby update <laughs> is that yeah, it looks like well, I thought you know I was due to the end of May, but it looks like we may need to deliver. Uh, several weeks earlier because uh, yeah the, the yeah I just have a, a thing where my placenta is blocking the way out so yeah if you wait to go into labor it can cause like hemorrhaging and stuff so yeah. we need to yeah get the little guy out a little sooner than we planned so yeah so it's like I'm excited that he'll be born sooner but I'm like well, we just lost nearly a whole month that I had to get raised so yeah. like, oh shit so yeah, so, yeah, mixed feelings, but mostly excited because I just can't sure. wait. Because I was like, oh, my God, three whole months. I can't wait. I can't wait. And oh. we had another ultrasound and saw, like, these chunky little cheeks that you want to squeeze and you had dimples and all. So, um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. So, anyway, but, yeah, so it looks like I won't have to wait as long. So that's good. 
And uh, oh, and then falling up from my car, being my being rear-ended last week. The car was uh, we just heard found it today. Our car was considered totaled. So um, yeah, so we're gonna get a nice check for that, which is more than what we paid for the car because we got a crazy deal on the car in the first place. So yeah, bonus. (laughs) I'm gonna get you one of those bumper stickers that says "Hit me, I need the money." I don't think I need it. I think it just does it anyway. The last time it was hit was exactly a year ago. So, yeah. It's oh got my quite gosh. the target on it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll miss that car. But uh, on to something else. <laughs> so, after your unplugging day, you, uh, you, you did you feel a Sunday sads again? You've, you've mentioned you want to follow up with that. Yes, because I talked last week about my Sunday sad that comes every Sunday. And... I think because I talked about last week, it wasn't as bad this week. Right. Like, I felt like it wasn't, like, it wasn't something I was kind of cringing in, in anticipation of. It was kind of yeah. like, okay, the pressure's off a little bit, and I know that other people go through this. <laughs> so it just didn't really bother me yesterday. And I wasn't pessimistic about Monday. I was kind of like, oh, good, it'll be kind of nice to go back in the office after having two days off. Like, like I was kind of being normal about it, so. Interesting. Um, yeah. Sharing is caring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really glad just... That I, I said something about it finally because it was one of those things that was just lurking in my subconscious for years oh, that I never really talked oh, about. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Maybe no, all I had a... to do was just kind of talk about it and hear that other people Seriously. have it. And that took a lot of it away. So, how about well, we'll you? We'll see how, how, does... it, how it continues over the over the coming weeks you know that'll be the yeah. true measure of, uh, of success there for me um well i, I my uh, greg's mom was visiting so we had you know it just wasn't like a normal weekend because you know we were going out and doing stuff and hanging out so it didn't feel like the usual weekend um but uh, but i had this insane opposite sort of thing happen where i woke up and i was like oh i gotta go work today i was like oh no wait it's sunday i was like no wait it's saturday and i was so excited <laughs> so i was so out of it that i didn't know what day it was and i felt like it was a work morning and it just went back and back again it was the best I was so wow that it. is the best yeah that's like i don't think that's ever happened to me in my whole life a movie sequence or something yeah Wow. So usually it happens in like in like the reverse where it, you think it's something bad yeah. and it gets worse and worse with every realization. <laughs> but Mike has got better and better, and I was just beside myself. Yes. <laughs> Did you say anything? Were you kind of like hopping around or anything? No, because that meant I could go back to sleep. So I didn't. Because I bet if you said up. something, Greg would like said something hilarious back to you. <laughs> uh, was, I, well, I told him about it later that day because he was okay. still asleep when all this. It was just like I just barely woke up and thought, oh, and then it all happened in my brain. But I told him later, and then he was worried about my mental health. <laughs> oh, he's always worried about our mental health. <laughs> he is very often, but that just seemed like a failing in my brain function. <laughs> So instead of the Sunday sad, you had the Sunday rad. Yes, the Sunday rad. So good. So we got a call from listener Caitlin in Australia. And for some reason, I had thought she was from New Zealand, and I and I went back and tried to figure out why I thought New Zealand. Because when I told you, you're like, go back to Canada, Stephanie. She's yeah. from Australia. <laughs> So I'm like, why did I think this? Why did I think this? And I'm going through, and I'm, there was a there was a girl who read my blog from New Zealand, and her name was Kathleen. And so I was like somehow confusing her, but yeah, I did. I was concerned for my mental health, just like Greg is concerned for my mental health for a little yes. bit. But she sent us a lovely voicemail, 
and, and let's play it now. Here. Yes. All the dog Hi guys, how are you doing? I'm doing bloody well. I just thought that I would call up and just ask you guys a couple of questions. Maybe make some stuff clear. First of all, Simone, I just want to ask you about your sister. Whenever um, you mention her, and you mention her quite a lot, and I happen to be driving, I find myself in the unfortunate situation of nearly crashing into you know, telegraph poles or other vehicles because, you know, you call your sister Bunyan. And, uh, you know, when, when, I, when I first heard that, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that can't be her name. It surely must be a mistake. Or maybe in Sri Lanka, isn't that where your parents come? Maybe they call their daughter's really strange things there, you know, how do I know, maybe your mother's name is Veruca, you know, and maybe you have a brother named Ganglion, and a father named Spur, or Callus, or Corns, or something, you know, so, I really, um, wasn't sure about that, and, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I'd just like to know, um, you know, where your parents come from, and that is, is, uh, a, a Bunyan, a common name, you know, if I, if I go to Sri Lanka, will I meet many bunions? <laughs> okay, thank you, Caitlin. This is, there's like three parts to this, so uh, we're going to address that first and then go back to Caitlin. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> poor Bunyan, poor actual Bunyan is probably <laughs> like, and I'm going to go on, it's going to get worse, but she's probably driving to work and the car is going to be wrapped around a tree or a pole on Canterbury Road somewhere, listening to all this Bunyan talk. <laughs> so I'm actually killing my sister with my podcast right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> poor Just Bunyan. Kidding. We love you, Bunyan, and we want you we to We love live. you, Bunyan. Yes, please live, Bunyan. Please survive this as it goes on, <laughs> and it will get worse for you, as in better and awesome. So, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so the name Bunyan, well, her name is Rebecca. It's just a normal Anglo name like Rebecca. Oh, that's like a Hebrew name, isn't it? So, anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's, but, you know, it, it's, it feels, you know, just sort of a Western name now. But, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I just, her whole life, I've just given her lots of crazy names and on, she was here visiting on her 32nd birthday last year and uh, she challenged me to call her by 32 names throughout the day oh. and I did it was so easy I had a surplus of names to call her so <laughs> I forgot about names that like Ronzio and uh, Ratsack and Venus and uh, <laughs> Rutario <laughs> yes Venus <laughs> and Ben and uh, uh, Barnaby. There's so many. Well, obviously, Barnaby. I had more than 32 to show up. So, anyway, so she has all these names. And yeah, so I just loved the idea that someone would hear Bunyan and think it was some weird Sri Lankan thing. But Sri Lankan <laughs> names are like, we don't really have them in my family because it's like how in Australia you get your Anglo names and then you get your, you get your uh, Aboriginal names. So, you get your. Um, you know, your Coonabara brands and your Marul Barks and your Wollongongs and such and such. So, yeah, so, yeah, there, there are those names in Sri Lanka. Like, uh, I think my mum knows someone with the last name of Bulat Singala. And oh. 
<laughs> and then there's this movie we really like with this character named Chandana. And this is where Banyan's going to die because I'm going to just say it and she's the only one that's going to laugh. I don't care. Chandana! Anipa Chandana! <laughs> is this, that's a Sri Lankan name? It's a Sri Lankan name. Yeah, okay. this man's name is Chandana Atanayaka. So anyway, wow. so I can say like Sri Lankan names in like a Sri Lankan accent. That sounds like Dr. Govinda. <laughs> does Shaya sound like Gaya. Dr. Govinda. Scary uh, Dr. Govinda. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is Chandana Atanayaka. Um, and anyways, I like how you schooled me in the spelling of Govinda. You're like, there's an R in it. <laughs> You're like, no, I think I am you, familiar no, with you that put name. an R, and I said there was no R. You put oh, the R. I said, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I get the I get those kinds of things, but uh, yeah, no, there's no uh, no actual people named Bunyan except my Bunyan, my cutest little Bunyan. Oh, but I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but I had a bit of a foot problem. I think it was last year, and I saw a podiatrist, and um, it was more For to do with just foot? like not for my hot foot just because I had this weird pain on top of my foot it was weird so I saw the podiatrist and he was just like there was a problem with my arch and then he was like pointing to my foot and he says and over here you've got a bit of a, a very small and I'm thinking don't say it don't say it and he's like a bunion and I was like what I'm trying to like hold hold it together when he's telling me I have a bunion and so I named my bunion Rebecca <laughs> Anyway, hope you're okay, Bunyan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to back to Caitlin. Yeah, and who's you guys often say a lot of stuff about Australia and they're not always very nice and I just wanna say Australia is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we only talked about Australia in glowing terms for some reason. Why did I think that? I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by her saying that we uh, that we don't say nice things about Australia, and I, oh. I think I'm entitled to say whatever I want about Australia because I'm from yeah. there. So yeah. oh, I don't know. Like, am I now considered so far removed that I'm not even allowed to say anything bad about it anymore? Like, I'm just some distant expat that doesn't have huh. get to speak. I mean, you know, I think I say things like Australia's pretty racist and stuff and yeah. I think I've got this more detached view of it because I I live here now, but right. I, what what bad do I say about Australia other than yeah. saying that it's racist and full of bogans? I mean, these are just facts. <laughs> I think that bogans episode might have colored what she's thinking. Of. Well, it's a true I don't fact. know though because there's nothing else I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why that I mean, it's it's great, but the bogans are there and they're a reality and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't think it's bad mouthing to state a fact. And no, and bogans aren't great people. So it's, <laughs> you know, so uh, maybe, maybe I sound like a jerk. I don't know. But what do you say about Australians that that, that would be bad? I don't think you've said anything. I don't think bad. so. I like Australia. I'm fascinated by Australia, and I love bar jars. Yes, she's, she means bar jars from the late. That's show. what I mean. Stop pronouncing the R and R's. <laughs> Bar jars. Arnets. <laughs> there was a time, though, when Stephanie and I went to see Supergrass, and the first time we were seeing them together, after we'd been friends, we'd made friends through our love of Supergrass, and I was so excited, and I was, like, jumping up and down going, woo! Like before they came on stage, and then she looked at the other people around us, because they were all there to see the Foo Fighters, and she's like, She's from Australia. Like, that explains my uncouth behavior. 
<laughs> For some reason, I thought I said she runs their MySpace page because <laughs> that was in the MySpace era. You, I think you added that too, but oh, you first okay, said okay. she's she's Australian. <laughs> I'm like, you know how they go wild over there, and we're in Seattle, and we're passive aggressive when we see shit. Oh, I know. I forgot we're in Seattle. It was like the antithesis of the the, the enthusiastic reaction. <gasps> Speaking of supergrass, today we got in the mail a CD from Mick. Of his new oh, band, cool. DB Band. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that was just exciting. And he had, like, done the, you know, written out the address and then signed it with his little Mick Quinn signature at the bottom. Yay! That's so awesome. Mick. Yay. Anyway. Cool. Um, okay, so back to Caitlin. We're a little susceptible to influence. For instance, the other day I may have spent, you know, nearly half an hour in my bedroom uh, practicing saying, oh, and uh, that, that, yeah, I, I live with people, so um, I'm not sure what they thought. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah. Oh God, I think it's gonna really come from your gut when you see something cute, listener. If you're just joining us on on this uh, Dongtini phenomenon, but when I see <laughs> when the cats do something cute, I go, Oh God! <laughs> so. My, my eyebrows kind of furrow and I kind of squash down into my body and it comes from sort of my, my sternum area, I think. And I just kind of squeeze together and go, oh, God, and just squeeze it out. So that, that's some oh, God training. Um, I think your roommates, if they saw the cute thing, you, I and mean, you need to be inspired, you know. So uh, if you're just in training, whereas I can sort of pull it out at the drop of a hat. Um yeah, but I think uh, once people understand why you're doing it, they heartily agree and understand. So, <laughs> well, I can't do oh god very well, but I I just have this thing with the kids where I go when they're being cute, like I just squeal with my mouth shut and I shake, and they're like, "Stop it, mom!" And like she said, like Lolly was trying to give me puppy dog eyes the other night, like to ask if she could have a sleepover on the school night, and the answer was no. But she was so cute, I started going. She goes, my mom always does that when she thinks ah! something's cute. <laughs> See, I think that's right up there with, uh, with oh God, that's your own interpretation, or your own expression of cuteness. Yes. So, yeah. It's too it's much this, to be stood. So yes, you have to squeal and shake. You're like trying to, it's like, this is too much. How do I let this out <laughs> in a contained fashion? I think that's sort of the, the feelings behind it. So very good. I want to see a demonstration of this in person. This, okay. This, this, oh, this internalized squeal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And to the last part, part of uh, Caitlin's call. You guys do a really good job. Um, oh yes. One final question. My question is about purpose. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask, like, both of you, what animates you? What? What is your sort of life source every day? What gets you going and keeps you going? Um, yeah, like, because I think just going through pretty hard time in life and just wondering why, why to go on, you know, like, just thinking a lot about purpose. So I thought that it would be interesting to ask you guys what your purpose is. Anyways, love you both. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, what, I don't know, what motivates me? Talking to people and connecting and finding hilarious things is what motivates me. (laughs) I think it all comes down to that. (laughs) 
when I think about yes. what gets me out of bed, I'm like, I can check Twitter and see what funny things people are saying, or, or I can have my coffee. Like, coffee helps me a lot. That yeah. That is my little marker, like, the, the carrot on the stick to lure me into lots of unappetizing situations that I have to go through with, so, um... Yeah. That and just chatting with people, I think, is my main thing. Yeah. What about you? Well, for me, when I when she posed this question, I felt so so kind of hollow and shallow. I'm like, I don't have an answer for this right off the top of my like. I felt I know, like I had to neither. come up with something more profound, you know. But I thought, no, well, whatever it is that you know makes me want to keep doing whatever I'm doing is is the valid answer. It's just not going to be something profound and important necessarily yeah. you know so um so once i got over that that you know my life purpose wasn't that important well i mean i've already kind of felt that way anyway because i don't you know believe in any higher purpose or reason so it's all mm-hmm. for me it's all about just doing the best you can and enjoying and maximizing your time that you have so that's why i think i'm not too preoccupied with any sort of major you know thing to to get me to 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 go through life but um yeah, but you said this the other day, and I had totally said this before, that you woke up and you couldn't wait to take your nap later. And I've totally done this before, where when I wake up, I'm like, oh, my God, I can take a nap in nine hours. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a motivator right there. And I think just finding small joys in things, you know, and just, you know. I mean, I get so mad on the, on Fridays. Luckily, I don't work on Friday, so I don't have to hear people say Happy Friday. But, you know, it's like, I think, you know, getting towards that weekend and then doing stuff, like, that just kind of keeps you going there. But it kind of, it sounds like such a lame existence when you say it like that. Like, you're just existing to exist, basically. But, you know, it's like, we just, you just fill the time with things that are fun for me. Filling the time with things that are fun for me. Uh, makes it all worthwhile, you know, and not just trying to meet anyone else's expectations, but just, you know, I like to nap a lot. I don't have to achieve a bunch of stuff because somebody else makes me feel like that's what needs to be done to be a worthwhile person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, totally. If how- someone tells me that's what I need to do to be a worthwhile person, that makes me not want to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm just doing the things that make me feel good. I'm looking at, you know, YouTube videos, you know, communicating with people, having laughs. Oh, lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. <laughs> You're having a laugh. You're having a laugh. Having a laugh. So, yeah. So, I think it's a simple answer, but it's just finding, you know, joy in simple things, simple existence. And yes. I'm okay with that. And, you know, I think plus it's now I've got simple. this bundle of joy on the way. So, you know, there's that whole thing. But. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not in the. I'm not in the mode yet of feeling like that's my purpose for existing or anything. You know, because I haven't. Yeah. I haven't met him yet. But I'm sure that'll come. So right now I can give you a, a, a childless person's answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a cat owner's answer. So, the cat oh my god! The, the cats when the cats like lick each other, it gives me endless joy. You'd think they only, they'd only oh. ever done it once, but they do it all the time. And every time I just wait and watch, I'm like, I can't leave. The cats are licking each other. They're in love. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so sweet. It's the best. So, gosh. Thank you, Caitlin, for a great uh, series of, uh, of questions. I hope they were ed- informational and, uh, and useful to you. <laughs> <laughs> Is informational a word? Did I just fucking informational, word? informative, informative. Thank you. I wouldn't have thought twice though if you hadn't said that. I, I like, felt wrong as it came out of my mouth. I knew, <laughs> I knew. I was like, 
I'm, and I'm not gonna just let this slide. I have to redeem myself immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so you introduced me when I first met you. You started talking about the concept of something you had come up with, you and you and one of your friends, um, and you called it a cake. Yes. And um, the reason for that we'll get into later. But it's when you have misplaced logic. And yes. um, it's just something that you have to catch yourself doing because it's um, kind of subconscious. And um, I'll give you an example that when Simone explained this to me, I realized that I'd had a cake every time I walked across an intersection and saw a Volvo coming out of the corner, corner of my eye and would think, well, if that Volvo hits me, it'll be okay because Volvos are really safe cars. Yes, that is the cake. <laughs> That is totally misplaced logic, but you have to catch yourself doing it, and then you think you're you feel dumb, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And it took Stephanie a while. I kept like I'd explained it to her, and she she kept saying this. She'd come up with something else. I'm like, no, that's not a cake. No, that's not I'm it. Like, no, that's not it. Like- and I think that Volvo example, she's like finally clicked. It's like, oh, so it's like, it makes sense because Volvos are safe. It's just that your brain kind of switched it and projected it onto being a pedestrian rather than being in the car. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's what it is. Another great one that my friend had was she was like stopped. You know, there's traffic lights where the uh, it's made up of lots of small little LED lights. A little pixel. Yeah. So it was all kind of burnt out in the middle like the, the ones in the middle were all burnt out and she was looking at it and she thought oh maybe that must be because everyone stares at the middle like people staring at it would like wear it out <laughs> I love and that so, yeah and so I emailed them to um uh, to myself if I have them or if somebody you know else has them I keep them I have a folder in my Gmail for cakes so um, <laughs> yeah. I have this... it's not it's not a document in your Google Docs drive I, I think this is pre before I embrace I started this before I embraced the document lifestyle okay so I was just um, wondering if it's being tallied along with how many times you've thrown up and how many times you've seen the room <laughs> no it has yeah. not okay I haven't come up with any more lists like that thank you um <laughs> Um, so um, I, I wrote this to myself uh, last year. Uh, Greg was on jury duty and said he couldn't say anything about the case. He then moved on to say that he'd found a Mexican restaurant with vegan options. He was about to go into detail about what they had when I had to put him on hold to take another call. Because he's calling me at work. Uh, when I came back to him, in the time he was waiting, he panicked thinking he shouldn't be telling me about his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cake. <laughs> <laughs> he panicked. He panicked. Oh, so cute. Um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this is two. It looks like I emailed uh, this to you and uh, and Emily uh, some time ago. Uh, it said last Sunday Bunyan arrived and said she was going to change. Uh, she came out in pajamas of our football team in Australia. I said she was a dork, but of course I loved them. And she said, "Good, because you have a pair." And I was presented with my own pair of Hawthorne pajamas. Suit. Oh. So, Soon after, I was wondering if I would if I would wear mine to bed that night. I thought about her already wearing hers and thought, hmm, but if I wear them too, I might not be able to tell us apart. Oh, <laughs> so cute. That's like the cats licking each other. <laughs> I guess that is kind of cute, but it's mental. Like mental I know which I know who I am. So yeah, I don't know why I was momentarily concerned by that. Um, yeah, so those are examples of cakes. And the reason we came up, uh, my friend and I came up with the phrase cakes is because we kept, we suddenly started noticing we were having them all the time. Just these stupid thoughts that would just last for a second and then you realize, oh, that doesn't even make any sense. But um, 
and every time we come up with a new one, it's like, oh my god, this is the icing on the cake. Oh my god, this is the cherry on the cake. This is the nuts on the icing on the cherry. Like we just kept adding to them, so icing we just started calling the them cakes. <laughs> Because we were just like, we couldn't believe, like, they just seemed to get better and better. So after we started documenting and, and, and remembering to share them, uh, that's when we, we named them cakes. But the funny thing is, is like, when people f- we first explain it to people, they just think, whoa, well, you're just really dumb. You know? <laughs> but after they get the idea, then they realize they have them all the time. They you do know? It so, too. Yeah, it's just that it's on the if you ha- When you first hear whatever example cake you hear, it just sounds too dumb and you can't imagine you would think anything that thick. But it's really just like, a, it's a split second. It's not a lo- like a prolonged thought or anything you contemplate. It's just like a momentary, this makes sense because you're, you're, you're thinking logically, but it's just yeah, yeah, misplaced logic. So I wrote a blog about it um, uh, some time oh, really? ago. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we will link to that on the, on the website. Uh, and there are more cake examples uh, on the website. Well, I had so. um, a new cake the other day. Oh, and boy. I realized Yeah. And I realized that this was why, that this was something I've been doing for at least a year. Um, uh-huh. um, in, okay. At work, um, every single case I review, I have to go to a certain screen and lift up, like... Um, there's like you know a bar at the bottom of the document and i have to like click on it and drag it upwards to see the document behind it and what i noticed just yesterday that i have been doing for a really long time is i would move my cursor all the way to the very middle of this bar as if it were a curtain so that it wouldn't droop if when i lifted up like it would lift up evenly whereas i could have just been going to the edge of the screen which would have been easier and uh-huh. it would still have come up evenly because it's a fucking bar on a fucking screen and it's not a fabric curtain that you're lifting up and you want it to be even and lifted up from the middle so it won't you know do you, do you see what i'm trying to to get kind across of. That, like, My problem when I with was... it is that this occurred for a very long time and not the, the split second I just sold it as. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for like, you know, 50 cases every day. I'm like, I'm going to move it over from the middle so that it will come up evenly and that wow. the edges won't droop down as if they're yeah. a fabric curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, <sighs> that's a really long cake. <laughs> one once where I copied, I was trying to do something on one computer, I had to take it to another one to print it, and I copied it, and I was somehow felt like I was going to be able to paste it from the other computer, like I was going to like move my arm, and it was going to like go to the other computer or something. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh wait, that's not going to work. <laughs> I, do, I still do stuff like that, just because I have two screens, and I'm like, I'll just like kind of notice, you know, it's like when you're playing video games, and you try to kick something with your actual foot while you're trying to use your fingers on the controls to kick. Is that oh, a cake? Oh, yes, yes. I have, a, I have a, no, that's not a cake. That's just okay. excitement. That's just overstimulating. <laughs> so, see, I, I, I have a phrase for that, because when I would play Super Mario Brothers, and I, I, would, I was in a swivel chair, and I had to turn, like, at the end of... Super Mario Brothers when you have to jump onto the flag when we first got the Nintendo I couldn't do it without its whole big body movement so I'd be like I'd have to swivel all the way to I my left you. and then and then and then I'd, I'd twist my whole body and fling my arms left to right while the chair swivels also it was the only way I could get the 5,000 points and get to the top of the flag so my phrase for that is body movement for thumb action <laughs> So that's just kind of some sort of uh, hysteria. But, yeah. That makes me want to watch Cat Mario, where everything that was usually good killed him, and then when he finally got to the flag, the flag killed him. That's right. That was so good. 
Okay. Now, <coughs> you said there was an interesting event at the gym. I had an interesting event at the gym. Um, this was Saturday, <laughs> the National Day of Unplugging. I walk into the gym and... <laughs> I'll start over. <laughs> Saturday. Saturday morning, I walk into the gym and Kevin is in there. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> On the stairmaster. <laughs> wow. And I had noticed, like, like whoever it was, like their head was kind of turning and following me while I was walking in, and I didn't pay any attention until I got on the tread, like I got the treadmills that are in front of the mirror because those are the ones that have fans on them for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, like, I got one of these. But because I'm facing the mirror, I can see Kevin right behind me the whole time, and he's like, "Hey, hey," waving, and I'm like. <laughs> Listener, if you missed last week, uh, Kevin is Stephanie's stalker, <laughs> aka new friend. Anyway, go on. <laughs> my new friend. Um, and I was just wondering the whole time. I'm like, when he finally gets off that stairmaster, is he going, you know, violate boundaries like the ultimate degree while I'm on the treadmill with my, you know, iPod? And he did not violate that boundary. <laughs> so oh, I was really God. impressed. But the entire time, I would just catch him just looking at me, you know, in the <gasps> mirror. And I had to, like, dart my eyes away. Like, it was probably, like, a good 30 minutes. Then that, that was kind of exhausting. Like, I couldn't look yeah. in that direction. I couldn't point my head to where he'd think I was looking at him. But, like, yeah, the whole time, he's kind of like, hmm. So now I'm kind of scared that I'm going to see him <laughs> almost every time I go in there. So Yeah. Oh, that's we'll terrible. See. Gosh, well, the plot thickens. I, I mean, I I'm just sorry like, this for you, is but not I'm happening. Really this is delighted. not happening. Is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, so, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, so I guess, you know, I had told you I had the ultrasound and everything, and, you know, a baby's a bit on the large side, so it's, I guess it's a good thing that uh, he's coming out a bit early. <laughs> Yeah. But um, anyway, um, yeah, and then we just started talking about, I think even before this, we've been talking about how great it would be to have the record holder for the biggest baby. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't want that. I don't want that. But anyway, but I was just thinking about the Guinness Book of World Records. Like when I was a kid, it just seemed like such a legitimate, you know, uh, <laughs> source of information, a legitimate book. And I didn't even realize until maybe not that many years ago that Guinness is like Guinness as in the, the, the drink Guinness. Oh, yeah. You know, the stout. <laughs> and it's just like a bar book that kind of became a thing. And <gasps> I just, it's just so is funny that, that when reason? you're a yeah, it was. It started what? out as a as a book for like the the so someone high up at Guinness in the fifties um, got into a uh, in, into a debate about uh, some some kind of bird. I just looked this up today. Like what was the biggest some certain kind of bird or whatever, and they were arguing about it. And so he came up with this idea to have this book that sort of settles all these, you know, biggest this, smallest that, you know longest hair all that kind of shit so yeah it, it just came out like in a small number as a promotional item and, and then it just kind of took off but it's just it's just like a like a beer company's promotional book oh my gosh i'm shocked yeah i thought it was for real like a, an official you know yeah. some kind of like british sanctioned by the queen yeah, exactly <laughs> type of corporation. That's, that's, that's what I, mean. I think people don't even it would be like it's it's pretty much the equivalent of the budweiser book of records oh my god <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so, if you hadn't thought of that before, listener, I may have just jarred you to your very soul. But 
Yeah, oh. but I was when I was a kid, I was only into like the body ones, you know, like the you know the googly eyes and the tallest men and the shortest men and the longest hair and nails and all yeah, that kind of stuff. That was my favorite waist part. And the yes, fattest yes. twins on those motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So see, I I did what I I the realization that I came to. I just did that to you, where you just realized that Guinness is not some sort of respected oh, board like so Nobel or something. <laughs> I just saw this documentary. It's streaming on Netflix called Breaking and Entering. And it's uh-huh. about, it follows three people who are trying to break unusual records in the Guinness Book. And um, that was kind of interesting because one guy is, um, his record is to be on his stationary bike for a long time. He's this older guy, totally cheesy. And he's pretty hilarious um, without knowing it. But um, they had, you know, the special official people come out from England to watch him. <laughs> and I was like, this is very official. They take it very seriously, you know, yes. but damn it, they're the Coors Light equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> it so is. This uh, record wasn't in the Guinness Book, uh, but uh, it was the record held at... Um, at Oxford University, but uh, I guess there's like this sort of yard glass that they have, which is like the equivalent of two and a half pints. And okay. former Prime Minister of Australia, Bob Hawke, held the record at Oxford University for drinking a yard glass <laughs> in 11 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I love See, Caitlin, Oxford of all yes. the places. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's our Prime Minister, so our former Prime Minister. So I think that's pretty awesome. So, see, Caitlin, that's the kind of, you know, crass awesomeness of Australia that I'm just celebrating, you know? Yeah, that would not be a feather in, in Barack Obama's cap. Like, they would not celebrate that here in America. No, like, they would exactly. not. Exactly. So I just have this sort of benefit of, like, standing back and, like, observing that and loving that. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's like a, such a bogan prime minister thing to do. So. <laughs> He's just keeping it real. He's keeping it real. Man of the people. Uh, he's a man of the people. Uh, he's also agnostic. Oh, our current prime minister is atheist. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so we've got it going on. Um, so, yes, yeah, so last week we talked about uh, empathy and politics. Mm. And uh, I just sort of hadn't thought about... Um, you know, sort of this sort of gulf it seemed between where Republicans seem to uh, or conservatives seem to lack empathy when it comes to you know legislation or what they they value and and, and you know the liberals it, it all seems to come from empathy you know so in that you know I'm concerned about that person even though I'm not in their plight kind of uh-huh. thing and um, and I hadn't thought about it before that and then um, listener Eugene uh, gave me this link where Glenn Beck this is from 2009. He's essentially kind of blaming empathy for the Holocaust. Oh. That there was, he says some story where there was a. They're just trying to find like it's like they're aware of the empathy and they think it's it's not good. It's dangerous. The oh things that you, the mistakes you could make with empathy. So he goes do. on to say, and I'll put this link on the on the website. But he says something along the lines of there was this baby, this very sick baby. That was, you know, and the doctors all, the parents wanted to put the baby to sleep because it, you know, it was for whatever medical problems it had. You know, the baby was suffering, the parents were suffering, the doctors said this baby should be put to sleep. And, and anyway, and then I think he's saying that Hitler okayed this, this death you know out of empathy for this baby and then that somehow led to him like putting all these jews out of a perceived you know misery uh and out of empathy like I, so oh he's dear. like painting it as a bad thing that would cause a holocaust essentially oh like, my god 
Yeah, fucking. I mean, I know Glenn Beck's extra fucking insane. Doesn't represent the average conservative, <laughs> but just the idea that you could just be on national TV and like touting empathy as a bad thing is insane. Uh, <laughs> and just the and the fact that people will cheer him on. So many yeah. people think he's great. Yeah. <sighs> Terrifying. Anyway, thank you, Eugene, for that tidbit, sort of. I retweeted something of his today, cause, um, or maybe it was last night, because um, the Bible <laughs> was airing on the History Channel, and uh-huh. people were, like, Twitter was lighting up with all these Christians going, this is fantastic, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to retweet all the people who have a boner for the Bible on the History Channel, <laughs> and Glenn Beck was one of them. I'm like, I made that the last one. I was like, going out on that one. <laughs> Hashtag Glenn Beck. But then this morning, I was like, how come parents, especially Christian parents, you know, make this big deal out of too much sex and violence and and horrible things being on TV, but then they're suddenly great with having the whole family watch the Bible on History Channel, which is the most yeah. violent, dirtiest book ever, with tons of yeah. people, men sleeping with their daughters and shit like that, like God, like, smiting people, like, well, that's <laughs> why all is that okay? Smiting, no one had so a good answer okay. for me. It's God-sanctioned violence and smiting and sodomizing, so I think it's okay. That's what they seem to think. They're like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, why do you guys think that this is a God you want to worship? You know, like, what's... uh, So, anyway, it kind of goes back to... That seems like Glenn Beck's logic. Where he's like, yeah, empathy is a bad thing. Bad thing. (laughs) Because God doesn't have it. Speaking of the God, uh, the Bible TV show, I think it might be the same one, but um, I was, I've was i been tinkering with my Amazon uh, baby registry lately, oh. and uh, and today uh, <laughs> the Bible, the epic miniseries, was suggested for my baby registry. It was? <laughs> yes. And uh, I was like, uh, no, thank you. And there was no way to say no, thank you. It just, it's just sitting there. Yeah, you can't like <laughs> click that one. There's no X for you to say, no, do not show I'm me not this interested. again. <laughs> I know, Twitter keeps suggesting that I follow Mark Driscoll and Tony Jones. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do to say, quit suggesting these motherfuckers to me. <laughs> so, I guess that about wraps things wraps things up thank you so much for listening and we will post all the pertinent links at dongtini.com and until next time bye simone bye stephanie bye Bye. your daughter the other day well that was weird she had rhinoceros shaped earrings in her ears but hey man have a soda it's on the house remember what I told you about the rooms inside this house but you don't love me that's news to me that's news
This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.